Hello again and welcome back to Marketing with Purpose. This is part one of our threefer on the essential small business tech stack. And in this episode, we'll give you the skinny on communication and efficiency tools. So in episode two of this series, we'll cover marketing and cybersecurity, and then we'll wrap up on episode three with business management tools. And I brought on two of my favorite geeks to help me tackle these topics. I'm gonna introduce them. With me, I have Travis Schumacher, my brother, and one of the techiest humans I know. He is the co-owner of Tranquility Internet Services. Say hi, Travis. Hello, hello. And I also have Stacey Brockmeyer. I know you guys hang out with her all the time, but she's back. She's my chief wearer of many hats at May Create, and she is a super tech problem solver. She should wear a cape. Hey, friends. So over the past, I think, 15 years as Strategic Alliances, I'd say. Well, I mean, it's probably been long with longer with Travis, but Stacy's been with us for 13. So over the last 13 years as Strategic Alliances, the three of us have employed a lot of tech solutions. Can I get an amen? Amen. amen. So many tech solutions. <laughs> And um, some of them we have employed for ourselves, others we've done for clients. And it's not always easy, especially for clients, because tech can really freak people out. Am I right? Yes. Yeah. Information overload. Yes. Okay. So before I get started, I have to tell you this story, and I'm absolutely going to date myself. But in 2010, I was at a rotary meeting, and one of the business veterans said that tech would be the death of small business, that it was actually going to kill off the mom and pop operations. Now, how do you feel about that statement, guys? Yeah, kind of a lot. It's a little extreme. I know. (laughs) It felt gross. Yeah. And so I was like, wow, I, hmm. And so, and I, we are tech implementers. And so I kind of felt like I was being like put on the spot to defend tech as a whole. And so I said, and I still believe this, that mom and pop operations and small businesses that embrace technology and still hold true to the core values and customer service that made them successful to begin with actually trump any new business with all kinds of technologies that just treats people like numbers. I really believe that. What do you guys think? Correct me if I'm wrong. Yep, no, I think you can do more with less. Yeah, okay, because here's the deal, friends. As we start talking about this small business tech stack, some of you guys know this, some of you don't, but tech cannot be our enemy in business. It allows us to more efficiently and effectively deliver on our clients' expectations and create time for ourselves. So I'm going to rephrase that. It makes people happy, it makes money, and it gives us the ability to walk away from our businesses and back into our lives. That's what tech does for us. But over time, our needs change and client expectations change and tech changes. And that's kind of like the, the most painful thing for me is when I'm like, I this is the right thing. And then suddenly it changes. And then you're like, oh, my gosh, I have to go through this all over again. So if you're wondering what to do, what you need or what you're missing from your tech stack, you're in the right place. That's why we created this three-part tech stack series as a roadmap for you. It's packed with insights, recommendations, and more than a few misadventures, because we certainly did not get where we are today by doing it all right the first time. (laughs) We have definitely screwed things up a time or two. And hopefully by the end of this series, you'll have a clear understanding of the must-have tech tools that can propel your business forward. We created a list for you of all the services that we will reference in this podcast and in this series so you don't get into a car accident trying to take notes and write all this down. That would be me. 
that is me. I like write on the back of receipts on my console as I listen to podcasts. It's dangerous. Don't do that. Okay, just head on over to podcast.maycreate.com and you will find just what you need, the links, the service names, and more. All right, friends. With that, let's get to business. You're on a mission and you just need more people to know about it. And whether you're brand new to marketing or a seasoned pro, we are all looking for answers to make marketing decisions with purpose. I'm Monica Pitts, a techie, crafty business owner, mom, and aerial dancer who solves communication challenges through technology. This podcast is all about digging in and going digital. I'll share my marketing know-how and business experience from almost 20 years of misadventures. I'll be your backup dancer so you can stop doubting and get moving towards marketing with purpose. Okay, so I don't know about you guys, but at this point, I feel like when I explain the tech tools that we use to operate our company, I get one of two responses. People will either say, oh yeah, I love that tool. Or they'll be like, there's a tool that does that? You've gotta be kidding me. Like their jaw kind of drops and they're just like blown away, right? So before we get started, I have to ask you, what is your number one favorite tech tool for communication and efficiency? Stacy, you wanna start us off? What's yours? I have two and I can't choose between them. I love Slack. So we have Slack and we communicate and chat back and forth all the time. But also through Slack, we have video conferencing. So it's not just chat. So I love the video conferencing. And then Text Expander is my other favorite. I don't think I could get by without Text Expander. All of our passwords are in there. All of our um, like snippets of things that we send in emails are in there. And you just type in like a small phrase and then the whole thing pops into your email. It's super great. Man, my go-to is probably, um, <clears throat> it's it's the Google Suite. I'm a, kind of a Google guy, junkie. I mean, I, I try to keep things simple, all, all in one basket from that standpoint. I like to geek out with other ones, but that one's probably my most, that's my go-to. The Hangouts, the, the Google Chat, um, tasks, all that kind of stuff. That's where, that's where mine's at. Yeah, we do. We are full on Google like semi worshippers over here. We do love we us. We fully on worship WordPress, but we semi worship Google. <laughs> 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 I think that mine is probably Loom because I have to give a lot of revisions and communicate a lot of weird stuff and it's a lot easier to do via video with the visual aid. And so Loom saves me a lot of typing. Really like Loom. Okay. So, um, and actually, okay, so guys, we just talked about three of our favorite things, and it actually took us years to find those things. Years, okay? But we all started in the same place, which is setting the foundation. So, Stacy, why don't you talk a little bit about um, defining goals and objectives for the tech stack of your business? Because I feel like when it comes to our business, you're one of the ones that is always pushing the envelope for a system that's going to be better and more efficient for our company. Yeah, I think definitely think for our company, one of my main goals is efficiency because we do have a small staff that is trying to do a lot of things. So I think every business has to find, the, find their specific goals and find what is going to make their business run better. And oftentimes to find that, what I ask is like, does something feel repetitive? Does it feel annoying? Does it feel like, man, this takes forever? 
what like what are the things that you feel like that about? And that's where I start with trying to find a tech solution to implement to fix it. Now, I think one thing, too, that I do talk to people a lot about with their websites is they'll be like, well, I want to do this really fancy thing. And then I'll ask them who their website's for, like who uses their website. And sometimes it's like people over the age of 65 or, you know, and and I'm like, I don't even know if your visitors are going to know how to use that. So I think that also part of when you're setting like your goals and objectives for your tech stack, you have to look at the tech savvy of your, both the people, both the people who are going to use it, your employees and your customers. Because if your customers can't figure it out, it's actually not good. Like it doesn't matter how robust it is. It's, it's confusing, you know? And I feel like we've felt that a lot with our project management system as we've adjusted the way that we use it over the years. Yeah. If you're not going to use it, there's no sense in implementing it. Yeah, or if it's just going to confuse people, it's not getting you where you want to go. Travis, when you first talk to people about the technology that you're implementing for them, what are some of the things that um, you consider before you help them make the right decision? Usually I'm gauging, you know, how that that customer, you know, is operating, you know, things. Do they like it? Are they very detail oriented? Are they just, you know, simple? I usually... My biggest goal is when I talk to them is how do we keep things simple and get things done so that you can do what you really like to do? Because a lot of time tech isn't the favorite thing of of a lot of folks that I talk to. They just want it to work. Um, They want to be able to know how to use it and away they go. So those are kind of, I mean, those couple of things are probably the biggest. How do I keep it simple for them um, so they can do what they do what they want to do? Yeah, it doesn't have to be overly complex. Sometimes the simplest way is the best way to do it. And I feel like for us, <laughs> we started so many of our systems in a spreadsheet. Like over the years as we've done business together, how many things have we managed out of a spreadsheet? How many things do we still manage out of a spreadsheet? I think it's powerful that we start that way because – it mm-hmm. helps us really understand what we want out of the system. We're like, it needs to do these things. But I don't feel like I know that when I just say, oh, I want to have a new communication platform. I don't know. Like, what does well, it need to do? <laughs> and I think I think the other thing, too, is in your head, you're like, man, it would be so great if it did X, Y, Z, A, B, C, F, G, all the things. And then you actually don't even use any of those pieces and so that makes your spreadsheet like just that much more simple to use so with that way when you do go to a new system it's like okay I'm really only going to input xyz data and that's all I actually need it to do and I need it to run reports for me because I'm not actually going to use the other things anyways Travis do you remember back in the day when we used like this um cms like uh, like a sales tracking software and we all had to put every single thing into it and it took like 17 clicks to even record that you had called someone and then eventually we all freaked out and just managed it in a spreadsheet (laughs) i don't remember what the name of it was it was brown yeah it was it was a little much there was there's a a lot better ones now that that with apis and sync things up but yes it everything has its purpose and and you and you grow out of it quickly, or you continue to use it. Because if it's not broke, why fix it? 
you know, maybe just improve it so it's easier. Yeah. Like I started managing all my podcast scheduling in our project management software and it was horrible. I could never get a hold of it because that's not the style of projects that we use that software to manage. So then I went to a Google Sheet and I used that for like a year. And then eventually I just graduated to Airtable. And Airtable is amazing for it, but Airtable is just a smarter version of Google Sheets. It's not a full-blown system. It just really works for me. And I really, really like that. And so I guess what I want you guys to take away from this is, you know, we're going to talk about a lot of technology in this series. And sometimes simple is best. Like Travis said, like simple is great. And you can start simple. It's going to help you learn what you need to know so that you can make that big decision of what you want when you move on to an actual software. And then when you pick your first software, picking the one that's going to last you at least three years is an amazing idea. <laughs> From the woman who has changed email marketing softwares like 14 times, pick one that's going to last a few years, okay? Oh. All right, so on to communication and collaboration tools. So Travis loves the Google Suite. We love the Google Suite. So Travis, tell us about um, the first one on our list, every business needs an email service and a productivity suite. What the heck is a productivity suite? Can you like tell us? <laughs> so the email service, obviously you're sending and receiving email, right? I mean, that comes in many flavors, but then a productivity suite, you know, kind of, you know, morphs into um, online word processing or, you know, spreadsheets or, um, drawing tools, this, that, or the other. And, and so it just kind of, it, it's added on, you know, the, the most common ones that we run into are Google workspace of course, and then Microsoft 365. Those are kind of the behemoths. Um, and, you know, we we're talking about simple simplicity. Uh, the cool thing about these, I mean, yeah, there's a certain monthly fee for them, um, you don't have to use all the services that come along with them, but you get them anyway. So when you're ready to, uh, you can be adventurous, explore, and see how you can, you know, bring those those different tools that are within the productivity suites, you know, into into your business structure. I think that as far as our biggest collaboration tool and communication tool other than our email service and productivity suite at MayCreate would be our project management software. Um, now, I don't want to dig too far into this one because we're actually going to talk about it in a future episode when we talk about business management. But I did want to touch on it here because if you're running a team of people, having a way to collaborate back and forth, even if it is uh, <laughs> a Google Sheet <laughs> to let you know where everything's at. Some type of project management system is clutch. Okay, so then we have collaboration platforms for team communication, which obviously I feel like project management kind of falls underneath that. But then there's other ways that we are not just managing projects, but we're like passing information back and forth. So Stacy, you mentioned Slack as one of your favorites. Explain this thing. I like Slack for lots of reasons. So one thing that we have, we have different channels in Slack. So that means that like 
each sub team of our team has a channel. So like I have a channel with Kara and Michaela that is about account service stuff. And I have a channel with Monica and Tyler that's about management stuff. And I have, to, you know, so we have all these little channels that include subgroups of people, but then we can also direct message people and um, hang, hang out. That's not what it's called. It's called a huddle, a huddle in Slack, which is a video conference where we can share our screen and stuff like that. It's very handy. Yeah. And then Travis, I know that you use Google Chat. And I still, I mean, we have Google Chat as part of the suite and we used to use it until we were using it in such a convoluted fashion that it just made sense to, to use Slack. So Travis, tell me, um, like, Stacy just described Slack. Is Google Chat that different? Um, I feel like you can do all the things that she described. It's just a different user interface. Yeah, I mean, there's there's different, um, you, you can have groups, you know, they can be a single chat. It can be a group chat, you know, like she's talking about with teams or, you know, a, a billing team, a support team, sales team, marketing team, you know, what have you. Um, some of our, you know, customers, the they, they potentially use it for like a project. You add people to a project, you can store files there, you know, as part of it integrates in with Google Drive. So your files are there, you want to load up notes. I mean, it's all, you know, associated with that. When you get at mentions, you know, it pops up, you know, on your unread feed, probably similar to Slack. I mean, they're all fairly similar. You know, Microsoft has one too called Teams, you know, where you can hop on a Teams meeting and, and it's kind of the pretty much the same thing. It's kind of all the, the same flavor. Um, it just kind of, you know, which one do you, do you understand and flows, you know, with, with your business? I mean, ours, we, we use a lot of Google chat, you know, and um, a, a lot of teams, you know, you can remote, for example, one of the main differences with Google chat and teams is teams, you can actually share, you know, your screen and um, actually do remote controlling of your screen or in Google hangouts or Google meet Google chat. You, you can't really do that. You can, you know, broadcast your your um, your screen. But you can't give somebody else control to to control your computer. Um, so, th there's a couple that we run into most frequently. Now, you also a long time ago you hooked us up with Ring Central, and Ring Central is just awesome. Yeah. Like I I use it all the time. We can text through it. We get faxes through it. We are on a meeting right now that's a Ring Central meeting. It looks a lot like Zoom. Mm -hmm. Yes. <laughs> like what's that word? Zoom. <laughs> um so is t are Teams and Ring Central kind of alike, but then Teams touches over into I I mean, come on, friends. This is getting convoluted even in my head. <laughs> yeah, they they go back and forth. I mean, there's a lot of stuff we could dive into. I don't know how deep you want to go, um, but you know, Ring, Ring Central obviously it's a communication platform. You know, uh, they they have a a messaging collaboration type suite that's that's built into their their phone their phone system. You know, it's a cloud based system, and so they have video, they have text messaging. You know, uh, just like a, a chat, like a group chat. You know, similar, very similar to Slack. You know, Google Chat Teams. Uh, so, I mean, it's, it's a powerful to a lot of, a lot of communication companies are, are building that stuff in. So it's kind of a one-stop shop and you don't have to jump into, um, they, 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 I guess the bud word is unified communication. 
So that way you're not having to, having to jump into, you know, having five different apps open on your screen to do work. You could have one that, you know, encompasses, you know, your, your, your core communication tools and, and, and use it versus jumping from this window to this window to this window, because we all know that everybody has four monitors, right? Uh, so it's easy to jump around for those things. Now, also, um, so our next thing that we felt like everybody needed to have was a VoIP phone system. And especially if you're starting a new business and all you have is your personal cell phone, I feel like a system like Ring Central is pretty clutch because you can install an app. So Stacy and I have an app that's installed both on our computer and on our phones. And when we get a business phone call, we know it's a business phone call because it's coming in through Ring Central and it's ringing on our business line and we can dial out through it as well. So I don't have to worry about ever having to give away my cell phone number and I can still be available to people. Um, and I think that's really awesome because I didn't really think about it before. Like when I started my business and I was young, I had a phone line. I was 25. It was 2000. Five, I had a phone line. <laughs> um, and so then when I moved my business into my house in like 2008, um, I people were calling me all the time and it was in my house and I was answering this phone in my house and I was like, this does not work. Like, I do not want these people calling me on a Saturday, you know, like I want to be away. So if you need to be able to get away from your work, having a a phone system like Ring Central is really amazing. But then there's also uh, there's Google Voice, Travis. Mm -hmm. What's the Google one? Yep, Google Voice. How does that work? A Google Voice. I mean, it's the the same kind of a thing. Um, it's not part of the core Google Workspace suite. It's a, it's a separate um, product of Google's. But uh, but yeah, it's basically a, a hosted phone phone service as well, where you can make calls from your computer. There's an app, you know, you can tie into your phone and um, you can text and and call, you know, the if it's usually typically all the hosted phone companies, you know, if it's within the U.S., you know, there's no long distance. Right. You, you're just making a phone call. Um, so, yeah, I mean, there's there's Google Voice. There's another one that we that we uh, we, we support and as go to connect, um, you know, I've probably heard of go to meeting. Uh, they they have a uh, a very simple phone system, you know as well. Um, what's what's cool about them is is you have um, you're, you're paying for the phone line anyway, but you get so much more with it. Uh, you get you know your texting, your 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 meetings, faxing. You know um, if you don't have a fax machine, somebody faxes you something, it PDFs it and sends it to your email. Um, if you miss a call, you know, it could be dumped into an email, uh, where it has the phone number or voicemails can be transcribed, um, all sorts of fun stuff, change your, your greetings. It, it gives you the power to, to control that stuff if you want to, um, which is, which is nice. If you're not calling for to have a truck roll, to have a phone reprogrammed, you basically just hop into a web portal and make the change and poof, phone reboots, you know, or the app re renames itself you know, with, with the correct user and away you go. I think it's still interesting how many people I see that have, they carry around two cell phones. Oh yeah. With, with a VoIP phone, you don't have to do that. It's literally an app on your phone. So you don't have a work phone and a cell phone. You just have one cell phone. 
Why do people still have two cell phones? No. I don't And get people it. will be like, so what's your fax number? And I'm like, 573-447-1836. And they're like, no, that's your phone that's number. Your phone number. And I'm like, no, that's everything. <laughs> you can do All the things. <laughs> can I text it? Yes, you can. <laughs> unified communication. There I didn't know that was a buzzword. I'm going to start using yeah. it. Unified, unified communication. communication. Okay, so the last thing that Travis hooked us up with like a billion years ago, so many years ago. Remember back in the day when we had the server? It was inside Called the office. Mayshare. Oh, Mayshare. Oh, my God. She just turned his hat around sideways and smashed his face on the desk. Okay, so <laughs> it made such a difference, though, because it meant that we could all work on the same files and find stuff. Like, it was on our computers. Because before, it was like, oh, will you email this to me? Oh, I'll put it on a jump drive for you. Oh, puke, puke, puke. That's all I have to say about that. Okay, so now... There's this thing called cloud storage services, my friends. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. <laughs> and it have, I mean, a lot of people have them and don't even know that they have them because they're on their cell phone. But um, we use Google Drive, obviously, and we actually use Google Workspace. Um, but Travis, tell us about OneDrive and Dropbox and Google Drive. Like, how, what are the difference? Why would you pick one over another? And okay, and then my next question is, is it really essential? Like, do you have to have it in your tech stack? So many questions. I don't know why so you many, wouldn't so have So many it. questions. <laughs> so, so first one, you know, what are they? I mean, they're, they're basic a cloud-based storage, you know, uh, server where you can put your files, okay? Uh, a, lot of, a lot of my customers had the misconception that you can only access it on the web and, and that's it. Um, and that's, that's totally not the case. And they're they, now, you know, they've, they've made it so easy that it looks like Monica, you mentioned a jump drive. Well, now it basically looks, it is a jump drive, only it's synchronized to your computer and to the cloud, right? So not only is it local, it's also backed up. So if your computer crashes, you still got those files, okay? And then you can also access them the, the same way if you take your laptop home and it's set up on your laptop, it's no different than you're at work. So there's no fancy VPN or fancy network stuff you got to change or do in order to get to these cloud, cloud type services. They're still secured. They're authenticated with your login, um, you know, all, all that fun stuff. Okay. And really the biggest differences between OneDrive and Google Drive is really kind of just a, a you know a preference. Um, the from a storage perspective, uh, Google does offer a touch more storage space than OneDrive does. You can request more more storage space with OneDrive. Okay, um, but they're they're basically a, a a file server. They have two. You, you can have your, your own personal storage and then you can have like shared like team type storages where it's owned by the team, not necessarily an individual. So if an employee leaves, that person's stuff isn't getting lost because it's in the shared drive kind of a thing. We learned um, that the hard way. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So hard. We're cringing. The hard way. Right. <laughs> it happened. All of our process documents mm. gone. Poof. But then, you know, Dropbox is kind of, the, you know, the same thing. A lot of people have Dropbox because they it was like that uh, 
uh, jump drive, you know, where it was just on their computer and that they just stored stuff there. That was it. Um, and with OneDrive and, and Google Drive, it kind of encompasses everything together. You can open them up online if you don't have Word on a, on a computer. You can still open it up, you know, within the web, uh, uh, the web interface to see that particular file, this, that, and the other. But it, you know, you can you add more, and you can it uh, the cloud store made it expands. You can it, you can it can grow with you. So, I think one thing that I love about Google Drive too is that I can share with people who are not part of my team. And so when we start a project, Michaela actually creates a folder for the client to drop their logo in and to drop their images in and their text in. And then we're not emailing these large files back and forth. And so we can share those with our client. It's easy for them to drop them in there. And it's super efficient that way. So I like that we can share with people who aren't a part of our team and we can control that sharing on like a per folder basis or per even a per file basis. Yeah, no, that's a great, that's a great point, Stacy. Cause a lot of, even, even the big behemoths, the Googles, the Yahoo's, the uh, Microsoft's, they have a certain file size limit that you can email mm -hmm. and, and that's it. They won't, they won't let you, you know, send big files. So having access to a cloud storage is, is kind of crucial so that you can share those bigger files if you need to. Well, you guys have convinced me. At first I was like, well, maybe you can just save it all on your computer and you don't really need to have a cloud storage service if you're just a one-man band. But I really think after just hearing you talk about it that even the one-man band should have cloud storage services because it allows them to be a portable worker and it gives you the freedom to work where you want. And it means that if your computer crashes, it's still there. Like it's backed up. Literally my greatest fear would be if like our computer crashed or like something happened to all of our client files. Millions yeah. of files. I'm sold. I'm sold. Okay. So <laughs> let's talk about some efficiency boosting tools because even if you are a new business and you just have like the basics for communication and collaboration tools, you still need some stuff to like speed up your processes. And Stacy's favorite is text expander. She explained that earlier. Um, Gmail templates is another one. Now, okay, remind me, is that like native in Gmail or is it like a box that you have to check in your settings? I think it's native. It's, it's native. They, they have a, in the web interface, there's, um, there's templates you can, you can set up. Like if you're responding to something consistently, you know, if you're sending out a quote and want it to look a certain way, you can totally create a, a, a template within within the Gmail interface and you click the three dots and you know hit template and it pre-populates it so you can send it out. They actually have some cool ones now that more look more like an email newsletter. So back in the day when we mm. used Gmail templates, they were just text and now like it they are like formatted. Like they have a layout and you can choose your layout and drop your text and photos and whatnot in there into columns and different things. It's kind of cool. I think it was just a year ago that I was listening to Mike, my husband, complain about how he had to write the same email over and over again to his customers. And I was like, what are you doing? Why are you doing that, friend? 
<laughs> don't do that. <laughs> like, there's templates. He's like, you're no. And I'm like, I'm yes. <laughs> no, don't do that. It's a thing. <laughs> oh, I love some snow um, mat ons. That's what oh my gosh. talk about next. I know. This is like my, this is what I should have said. This is what I should have said my favorite was. Do you know how right. many Adam ons I have? I had to like un, like activate some of them because I had so many. It was like, <laughs> I can't find them anymore. A funny story is that like, so Chrome uses a lot of resources on your computer. And so every time you have a tab open, it loads all of your extensions and there was a time in Monica's life and my life that we were freaking out because our computers were like unfunctional because we had so many Chrome extensions that we had to be like, <laughs> okay, what can we uninstall and get rid of? Because literally there's 75 processes running for every tab we have open on our Google Chrome. So painful, but all. we love, love some Chrome add-ons. like. Man. I have Chrome add-ons that let me do everything from if I am completing a form, I can place my cursor in the form field and click this little microphone that's called voice and voice typing and just say whatever the answer is and then click tab and then talk the answer and then click tab. I mean, like I use it to dictate my emails and then, okay, so my other, I, I think, probably favorite one, which is kind of acting a little weird, is QSnap, which allows me to take an entire uh, image of an entire uh, page on a website and then mark it up. Oh. Yeah. I found a new, I, I found an alternative for QSnap. It's called Awesome Screen Read Quarter and Screenshot. Boom. You can, you can make a video or a screen capture and it is like thebomb.com. I'm looking up at my um, my Chrome add-ons right now, and I'm so in love with every single one of them that I'm not even going to talk about any more of them because then this would turn into like an hour-long episode. But before I move on from Chrome add-ons, Travis, what is your favorite? <laughs> I've got two. One of mine you mentioned, which is the voice, uh, the voice in speak to text dictate dictation. Yeah. I use that in email or when I'm updating tickets, you know, um that's one of my favorite ones which i'm just being lazy and it's not being lazy it's being efficient well yeah yeah yeah, yeah being efficient yeah if i don't want to type or just want to be more efficient i can i can it can voice dictate a whole lot faster than i can type so that that's my my favorite and then the other one i have a a canned replies just like the the gmail templates i have that for like um uh, for, for different web pages that I'm going into or submitting tickets to. Um, it has, here's the core things that I need to make sure I, you know, uh, put in the ticket every single time. Uh, so that one I use daily along with the voice dictator. So those, those are the two, two add-ons. Say that the second one again, it canned something, canned uh, responses? Can, uh, canned replies. Canned replies. Okay, yep. friends. It's very basic. Go install some Chrome add-ons, yo. Could do, <sighs> Go do it. We could do a whole episode just about our favorite oh Chrome gosh, add-ons. They make me so excited. Top 25 Chrome add-ons. Oh, yeah. Go. So, okay, so the thing that does not make me excited, this is the thing that, okay, so how many times have you guys walked into a doctor's office and looked at the receptionist with her, like, 12-inch by 12-inch square monitor, just one of them, and she's like, typing in the stuff into the system. How many times have you seen that? And I just like, I, I go, how do you ever get anything done? Ever. 
It's like, <laughs> it's insane. Every single doctor's office ever, I feel like. It's so painful. And I've asked them. There's times where I've been like, hey, have you ever thought about getting a second monitor? And they're like, that would just be too much. I'm like, would it? Would it be too much? Or would you just be able to do your job? Like, okay. So just a, a tiny, tiny bunny trail before I let Travis tell us about efficient workstations. Because friends, your workstation is your best Friend. If you don't have a good workstation, you're hosed. You can't get your work done efficiently. I actually just talked about traveling workstations in a recent podcast when I was recapping my Costa Rica trip. So you can go listen about travel workstations from me there. But um, so I have two monitors. I feel like it's amazing. We have a client who has like eight monitors mounted on the front of our desk. And I walked into her office and I was like, holy crap, is this like, are we launching spaceships out of this office or what? And she had like 18 spreadsheets open. It was intense. Anyway, I don't know. I think she went over the top. I don't think that's efficient anymore. I think I would spend, I would lose my mouse. Is there, is there a Chrome add-on that can make my mouse bigger? (laughs) How many, how many minutes would you spend just (laughs) trying to find your mouse every day? Can you even imagine? Okay, so other than monitors, Travis, there are other things that we need to have an efficient workstation. Okay, tell us about that because you need a decent computer, friends. You need a decent you, one. You do. I mean, it's it's one of those things you're in front of. You know, if you're if you're working at a computer, you're probably in front of it for eight hours. So you almost need it to to function so that you can function and not and enjoy what you do. Right. Um, So, I mean, the basic things, efficiencies is you need a decent processor. You need the the right amount of, you know, RAM so that your computer can can function. You can have those 75 Chrome add ons, you know, available at your disposal to to be productive. Um, And then you need adequate space, you know, on on your computer if you're saving stuff locally, you know, working on it. Um, You know, the other efficiencies is. Um, monitors, a lot of our, a lot of our clients, they'll have, um, you know, stackable monitors. So maybe you don't have enough desk space to go uh, right next to each other. Say you got a a 34 inch monitor and then a 27, that's going to take up your entire desk. Um, you know, maybe there's a, a stand where you can stack it on, you know, top of each other so that one's right below the other. Um, but as far as, you know, efficiencies, I mean, you, you really need to have something that um, bare minimum specs, I almost recommend people nowadays, it used to be eight gigs of RAM, now it's 16 gigs of RAM, just because of uh, the, the, the browser, everything's driven so much on the internet that your browser is taking up more and more processes locally. So that's almost a, a minimum to have. And then based on you know that, you might need, like Monica mentioned, if you're going to have eight monitors, you're going to need a couple of extra video cards to make sure that those actually don't, you know, give out wing dings and you can actually see what's on the monitor. Uh, <laughs> right. So, uh, you know, those are those are the things that I think about with efficient monitors is is kind of know what the what the if you're if the software you're using demands, you know, certain you know requirement specs. I I get. It, the minimum of that, but I'd almost double it so that you're kind of future-proofed. So when you make that investment, you're in good shape. Yeah, just really think about the way that you use your computer. Like if you're using a laptop all the time and you don't have an external mouse, then spring for the stinking touchscreen. 
I, it's going to save you time because you can. There's another way you can get it done, and it can be faster. So, if you want to learn more about the like picking the right computer for your marketing, we actually have an episode with our friend Jamie who builds all of our computers for us, um, and he he made me way smarter than I was before that episode. So you can go check it out too and get and get smart. Okay, friends, so I feel like we just like a little bit jumped off the deep end, but really we just got started, okay? So we just talked about setting the foundation for making your tech stack decisions by defining your goals and objectives, making sure you understand your entire audience and their um, tech abilities, and then realizing that you can start simple and that's okay. It's just going to start you off on the right foot. We talked about communication and collaboration tools. You need an email service, and then something that's going to let you communicate back and forth with customers and coworkers. We all agree a, vo- a VoIP phone system and cloud storage are must-haves for any business. And then we just kind of had a really good time talking about those efficiency-boosting tools, everything from Chrome add-ons to having a decent workstation. So if you stick with us, Oh yeah, we have two more episodes in this series, and in episode two, we'll cover marketing and cybersecurity, and then we'll wrap up in episode three with business management tools. So if you want to know the second that those episodes drop, you should subscribe to this podcast. Yes! Subscribe! Click, click, click! Okay. (laughs) And with that, friends, we're going to sign off, and until next time, go forth and market with purpose. Bye.